Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. In addition to the Housewives recaps this week, I have an interview with someone whose work I admire so fondly. Her name is Jenny Slate. You might recognize her from movies like Obvious Child. She was in one this year called I Want You Back that I loved. She has this book out called Little Weirds, and she created this character called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Now, you might recall this character from around 2010. There were these viral videos that were all over the internet about Marcel. Now, I wasn't really familiar with Marcel the Shell until very recently, and I'm sure you've heard me on the podcast. I've mentioned a million times how much I loved this new movie starring Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And it was something I went into not knowing much about, and then I literally became obsessed with it, as you know that I do. And uh, I've just immersed myself into the world of Marcel, and I'm trying to spread the good word because I loved it so much. I think it's something you could bring your families to. If you don't have kids, you go see it alone as an adult with friends on a date. It's just such a beautiful movie. I was so it was so heartwarming. And so I hope you'll all check it out. It just went nationwide last week, and it's going to be expanding. So hopefully, if you're not seeing it in the movie theater near you now, you'll see it there very soon. It's an A24 movie. She created it with Dean Fleischer Camp. And I want to tell you a little bit about Marcel, and then I'm going to bring Jenny on here. It was such a delight to get to talk to her. I was hoping that I would get to get her on the podcast because I just, I loved it so much. And I also love her work on the Nick Crawls show and uh, Parks and Recreation. She's been in so much stuff. Now, uh, it's described. This is the summary of the movie. So th- this will give you a little bit about it. And if you Google Marcel the Shell, you'll see what this character looks like. I don't even know. It's a shell with shoes on and googly eyes. Like, that's what it is. And yet, the movie has just so much warmth and beauty. And uh, I loved it. So it's described as Marcel, a one-inch tall shell lives with his grandmother, Connie, the only residents of their community after being left behind in a mysterious exodus. When an unexpected brush with fame opens the door to reuniting with his loved ones, Marcel sets out on a sweeping emotional journey to reclaim what he thought was lost and discover the family he never knew he had. So go Google the trailer, watch the trailer, see if it might be something that you're into. I don't know who couldn't be into this. So I hope you guys enjoy my chat with Jenny Slate. It was, again, such a delight to get to talk to her. And as you may have noticed, we've been doing an extra episode of the podcast each week. So for the next month or so, I have a bunch of interviews that I'm super excited for you all to hear. So I'm going to try to do those in addition to the podcast episode recaps that we do of Housewives. So subscribe or follow to the uh, Everything Iconic podcast wherever you listen so you get all of the new episodes and all the new updates. Or find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter Instagram. I'll try to clue you all in there. I want to thank Acast, Get My Book, How Do I Unremember This? And with all of that said, I'm just going to play this chat with Jenny Slate. Uh, she's the best, and I hope you enjoy, and I hope you go see Marcel the show with your kids or with your friends or on a date. However you want to see it, just go see it. Please enjoy. <music> Jenny Slate. 
She stars in Created. Uh, she's all of the things in Marcel the Shell, which is my favorite movie of the year. Jenny, how are you today? Oh, hi. That's so, well, that's very nice of you. I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. I'm such a huge fan of your work. And after I saw this movie, first of all, you were at the screening. It was at the CAA. I think it was the CAA screening. And yeah. I so badly wanted to come up to you. But of course, everyone was so excited to see you and tell you how good this movie was. Uh, so I didn't get to, but I'm I'm so happy I get to now. It was just so beautiful and it must feel so good that now it's out in the world. How are you feeling? Oh, well, uh, you know, it's probably better now to talk now because we can actually talk. Um, it's always like really hard to talk to anyone after a screening, I feel like. And it was kind of, it was like the first time I had been anywhere without my mask on. And I was like weirdly leaning away from everyone because I wasn't, re- I wasn't ready yeah. to actually do it. Um, but, um, but in that, even with all of that, it's, um, it's a thrill to see people have a nice reaction to the movie. It obviously this film is like really personal to those of us that made it. And, um, and it took seven years to make. So, um, you know, I mean, in one way or another, I think this is what we wanted to do. And I feel like complete about that, but it's always very nice that, you know, then also people like it. It was so good. Look at after the screening, I went and got the book because I, I just was so enamored by it. Of course I had your book as well. Oh, you um, did. Yeah. And I was, I was curious cause I was reading an interview and you said making this movie really inspired you creatively in so many other aspects, like writing your other book. And can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like how that sort of snowballed? Yeah, it was sort of a clarification for me, like being this character, we really stumbled into it. I know I stumbled into it and I was coming off of a year of being on SNL. That That's a really specific, you know, like um, type of comedy to do and done at a very specific pace in a very specific structure. And, um, and also that job had like always been my life's dream. And there was just something about it. Many things that I didn't, I was like, Oh, I'm not as, not as like well-made for this as I thought. Um, And it never crossed my mind in that kind of storm of being disappointed in myself and feeling maybe poorly, poorly matched um, Mm. that there was actually still something that I did exactly like. And when I started doing the Marcel, the shell voice, I kept doing it just because I liked how it sounded, you know? Um, Usually it's bad when people say like they like listening to the sound of their own voice. But since it's just a voice that I do and not my own speaking voice, I think I can probably still get away with it. But um, I remember being like, oh, I like this. And I like that it definitely is still funny to me, at least. But it's not going through the same entryway that all of my other types of comedy is like going through. And um, I think I started to be like, It's not just that I feel happy and excited when I play Marcel. I feel relief. I really do. It's like somebody letting you have what you actually want to have for dinner. Like it it feels like, you know, I was trying to act like I wanted like the salmon bowl or whatever, but like, honestly, I just want chicken chicken. fingers, you know? Yeah, I always do. And it's not, not that Marcel is chicken fingers, but it is comfort of some sort to me. And, and then I started to be like, well, where else could I find this feeling? You know, and then I was like, oh, I think this actually might kind of like be my thing. You Mm -hmm. know, like I think talking about my feelings and making that into something that's useful, not just like being selfish about it, but crafting it into entertainment um, is like, I like that. This is what I would like open a store of if I could. This is what my confection is. And 
is what kind of thing I like to do. And yeah, and I've, I, I think it is in there. Like, I think it's in my comedy, my, um, my, my special on Netflix, Stage Fright, which is a stand up special. And, and I think in my book, Little Weirds, it's in there as well. It's just kind of like maybe just like a bit more straightforward. Yeah, different form. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a store. Doesn't your husband own, own a store in Massachusetts, right? <laughs> he does. He owns the general store in our town. I saw a post you did on Instagram. I, I feel like I sound like a creepy fan. I promise I'm not too creepy, no. but uh, not too creepy. Um, but the store looks so cute. It's always been my dream to own a store like that. Like I love You've Got Mail and I just always oh, dreamed yeah. of having like a bookstore and like mm-hmm. having little knickknacks to sell in there. And I don't know. Was... Yeah, that's what he has. It's like a, you know, grocery store and they, they sell local produce and they, there's a lovely independent bookstore in there and, um, little toys for kids and, um, and there's a bar and a little cafe and it's that. great. You know, you can go there and get your like milk and eggs or you could also like, you know, get, get the new, um, I can't even like think of literally one author right now. I'm a bit... That's okay. My book just came out. It's right here. <laughs> How do I book. remember this? We'll put it in the store. There it is. You can get yeah. you can get your book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm curious about this movie. I think is I loved it. I saw it with my friend Amy. We're both uh, adults, but I think it's really great for families, and I think kids are really going to respond to it. And I'm curious, like, what were the things when you were a kid? Like, what what kinds of movies and TV shows were you inspired by, or did you latch on to as a young kid? Um, I mean, I always generally liked actors. Like I was always watching something, but for watching the actors, like not just the way, you know, like, I guess it's must help like be how like athletes watch sports. Like they're sort of, you know, like mirroring the movement in their mind. And, um, I grew up watching Sesame street. I really, really loved it. It had a big effect on me. Um, but also things like Pee Wee's Playhouse was a really huge deal to me. Um, and Saturday Night Live always, but I, I also liked, you know, like I remember watching, um, like Annie, you know, like Carol Burnett and Madeline Kahn, those were kind of like my big go-tos. And we watched a lot of movies that we borrowed from the library before there was a video store in our town. And so I really know those like kind of Hollywood technicolor musicals really well, like Break a Dune and Meet Me in St. Louis, um, I just love them so, so much. And I think it's nice to have a taste for those things because they are kind of becoming lost. Yeah. Yeah. W- what I found um, exciting about Marcella Shell is that it seems like right now, especially for kids and for families, the only sort of type of family movie that I often see is like the big superhero movie, which I think there's mm-hmm. a wonderful place for that. But when I was growing up, you had these showcases for actors like Robin Williams with Mrs. Doubtfire or something like that. And you had these sports movies. I grew up in movies like Little Giants and The Mighty Ducks and and stuff like that. And we had such a, so many different types of entertainment for kids, the Muppets, Sesame Street, that kind of stuff. And now it feels like there's one type of family movie. And so it's exciting that you and A24 made this movie that I don't know, would fit in and it's something kind of weird and quirky, but that kids are going to be, I think, really excited by and to see something that they're not going to see in one of those superhero movies. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the film doesn't really have like, it feels like to make it, I actually don't know. I would love to know like what it takes to, to get a film to the end of like a Pixar production line, you know, like what are they trying to hit? Like, 
our film was just made by like me and Dean Fleischer camp, the, the director and co-writer and Nick Paley, our co-writer and Liz Holm, our producer, like we're, we're just like making a thing in a, in a rental in LA, you know, like we weren't in a studio. We were like recording in an actual real house and, or like, you know, when we were on a farm, we're recording on a farm and we were just making a movie that we wanted to make. There was not any like market research that went into it. And I, I think, you know, especially now being a parent, like there's so much stuff for kids that feels so freaked out. Like, it just feels like we're going to, we're going to do it. Like, we're going to give you the educational thing and like, it's going to be okay. And we're going to highlight a character that like goes on an honorable struggle and it's going to, you know, like, and um, there just wasn't any of that fuss about making this movie. I do mm-hmm. think it's a hundred percent appropriate for kids, but I think we, we truly made it first for ourselves and then for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, I do, I think it is, has that kind of like broad horizon to it because it's not overworked, even though we worked on it really hard. Uh, there's also something interesting about showcasing grief in a way. And I, mm-hmm. I don't mean to keep, shitting on those superhero movies. Cause I, I enjoy them and I think they're great, but yeah, they're great. when kids see those, it's like, there's a death and then the next movie they're alive. And it's like their kids mm-hmm. are having a hard time grasping grief. And my favorite book, my all time favorite book is bridge to Terabithia. And I read I it as a kid. Book. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah. And it teach, it taught me about grief and it, I think kids need entertainment that they can also process these things. And I worry that we sanitize so much for them that they're not they're not getting some of these deeper lessons. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to push one thing more than another, but I am trying to like give myself what I need through my own work. I think like that's one of the reasons why I'm a performer and I'm a writer is like, that's how I work through my feelings, you know, so that they don't stay inside of me and just like start to fester. But you know, it, I mean, it's interesting that you bring up Bridge, Bridge to Terabithia, which from my memory is, that's a Natalie Babbitt book. Uh, Catherine Patterson. Oh, I Catherine think. Yeah, Patterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, well, there's that the other book, like, that's sort of in that same ilk of like those type of chapter books is, um, like, do you remember The Search for Delicious? Oh, yeah. no, no, um, Tuck um, Everlasting. Tuck Everlasting, which was yeah. a movie, I think, at one point. Yeah, right, yeah. It was a movie, but like in that movie, it's about like a bunch of family that like, drinks from this magical spring and they're like immortal now, like, or not immortal, Mm. but like they can't die and like how much they want to in a way, like some Mm. of them like really, really want to. And the, the importance of like a finite lifetime Mm -hmm. and like what you do in that time. I, I, of course these things aren't discussed anymore at all. And, and I'm not really sure why, but um, I could probably like make a lot of educated guesses. And I think, I think like generally, um, children sense things. I know as an adult, one of the things that freaks me out the most is when I can tell that there is something unsaid mm-hmm. and that the, the strength is not being put into saying it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think like when you don't, when you don't bring stuff out, that's obviously there, it becomes heavy and you make other people hold it in a way that is so deeply uncomfortable. If you say it's not there and then other people have to hold it, they feel crazy because obviously they feel it's weight, but they're not allowed to speak about it. And I think children can really sense that Mm -hmm. they sense that like something is up, like they know their grandparents are old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? It means they're at the end of their lives. And like, that's, hard to discuss, but definitely worth it. 
Yeah. Because if you don't, then like, I think kids, like they can get a lot of anxiety around things that are like inevitable, but also natural and okay, even though they are sad. And then I think it builds up within whoever's carrying it and it just keeps snowballing and snowballing until it finally erupts in some other way. Sometimes it, yeah. I think all of these feelings have to come out, but uh, sometimes they either burst out or they trickle out. And I think mm-hmm. I always feel like it's better to, to have it trickle out than burst out down the road. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, so. Um, your breath of work is so interesting to me. I loved obvious child. I mean, I love you on the crawl show, which I have a question about that later, but um, (laughs) what excites you? Like, what is there? Is it just case by case basis? Do you have like a larger picture plan for your career? Is that too big of a question or is it just whatever kind of sparks your interest? It is whatever sparks my interest. I'll say, I think I would probably have like a more coherent career if I did have a plan um, and maybe a more successful one. But I tend to be like, I like that. I don't like that. I like that, but I don't want to leave my baby right now. So I won't be in that. And um, I, I think I make decisions um, because of like a variety of things. And especially now, you know, I, I don't really live in LA very much anymore, except for just in like a few months in the winter time. And um I want to enjoy my life. You know, I've already like, I've like been divorced. I'm lucky enough to like have made it through like different times of heartbreak and to eventually like when I thought I wouldn't like met my partner and have this daily life and I I cherish it. And it's different than like in my twenties when I was like, I want to work, I want to work, I want to work. Now I like, I really want to work, but I also, you know, 10 years from now when I'm 50, want to look back on this time when like, whether or not I sometimes don't feel, you know, like I don't feel this way. Like I am still young. Um, you know, I want to feel like I enjoyed it and gave like everything. It's sort of equal, equal turn, but I don't know. Like a lot of times I have, you watched the new show, the bear. I watched the first two episodes. It's a me little too. anxiety inducing to me. Sure, like, it's, it's really great. I mean, they're really yelling yeah. at each other. And like, yeah. it's, I just want everyone to listen to the one guy who's obviously really good at cooking. Um, just like, just let it, just clean yeah, up. Let and him do, do what it. He says. Right. Like, what are you guys? Come on. <gasps> I also know, lived um, in Chicago and worked in the restaurant industry there. And so I think I'm like a little like hitting a nerve. Yeah. It's like a little <laughs> bit like, okay, I know all these people and that's stressing me out. Well, last night, I forget what the actor's name is. And I've, he's so good, but he plays the cousin and he like goes out to the line of people and he has the bullhorn and he just does this monologue and it's, mm-hmm. he nails it. And it's so good. It's so good. The acting is so good. And I, and, and we, we were watching it. And after he finishes monologue, I just went, wow. And it's, it's the kind of thing where like you see someone do something and you're like, I want to do that. Like, I just want somebody to give me the opportunity to floor it. That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's to floor it with kindness, you know, like with like, oh my God, that was the gentlest, most sweet, like most dear conversation between, you know, a grandchild and a grandmother or, oh my God, like she just swung a dog over her head that like, those are, you know, two opportunities that I've had recently where I'm like, okay, people are allowing me to floor it. And yes. that's what I need to do because I'm, I've arrived at this point in my life and I, I'm lucky enough to have a handle on where I think my strengths are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, now somebody like, let me go. And I really hope somebody does, you know, like I'm still kind of looking for the thing where I really get to like, 
run. Let it rip. See, yeah. I watch, I watch you and I'm like, oh, they're letting her rip. Like I watch Marcel mm-hmm. the Shell. And it's yeah. funny you mentioned yeah. there. And uh I was thinking after I saw Marcel, I was just I kind of had a weird introspective moment because I felt so inspired by it. And I was thinking like art begets art. And I feel like so many people, so many creatives are going to see Marcel the shell and see something different they can make. And, and you probably will never know like what ultimately was created because of what you created with Marcel the shell, but there's going to be so much crazy, weird, insane, unhinged, beautiful, sad, happy, like all sorts of crazy stuff. That's going to be, made because of Marcel the shell. I don't know. I just thought I was thinking how special that is. And I don't know when the last time I felt that way, seeing something, um, maybe it was everything everywhere all at once, which you mentioned, you have a a small part in that. And that was another movie where I'm like, Holy fuck. Like this is crazy. And and it blew my mind sort of wide open. Yeah. And it works, you know, like Mm -hmm. that, that film is like to the maximum in every way that film is flooring it the whole time. And it is, it is a deeply hopeful film. It is like, it's like watching, you know, like someone do something at the Olympics mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they would even try to do that to like jump off that thing while their feet are attached to a snowboard and they're going to like, you know, go upside down a million times. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but they're, they're Olympians, you know, yeah, like that's sure. how I feel about Daniels who wrote and directed that movie that they're both just, they really are Olympians of that type of expression. And it's, it's, it's really, really beautiful. And I think I'm like experiencing this weird thing, which is that like, just for me in terms of like how my work is hitting, it's like, okay, well, I can see that luckily, luckily, you know, the reviews have been very good for the Marcel film. And I mean, like stellar hundred percent around tomatoes. They're really, really nice. Um, uh, I believe there's like one lady in the new person in the New York times who um, did, like really apparently like does was like the voice is bad. And it's like, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that people think that, but no, um, it's not but true. thanks for putting that in the one newspaper that my community reads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That deeply hurt my feelings, whether Everything or not you're, perfect, you're wondering but, right. that really, really That's hurt funny. my feelings. Um, but, and by the way, of course, things can still like really hurt your feelings, even if generally they're, they're cool. But um but I think I have really been off social media for like about three years and I'm kind of, I feel kind of rickety at it. Like coming back, I, I don't really want to post pictures of like what I'm eating or like my day in general. Cause I kind of just want to be in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've stopped it for so long that it feels very unnatural to stop and experience to chronicle it, you know, but in that way, I'm also not really, I'm not really seeing what the reaction to the movie is. And like, like, I remember when the film Obvious Child came out, which was like the real first like kind of movie I was ever in. It was very much online. I, that experience, like it was like, it felt like it was happening all day, all night that, that somebody was talking to me about it and I was expressing myself about it. And it felt really like good and full. And this one, it sort of feels like I planted a tree on another planet and I'm getting these like delayed transmissions back that are telling me that the tree, the tree has fruit on it and people are like eating it and making jam and pies out of it. And I'm like, good, good. Yeah. And wait, so do you like that better or do you, is it sort of more, does it mean a little bit more that you're having a little bit of the delayed reaction to it? I mean, it means that I have to keep it for myself, how I Mm -hmm. feel about the work. I think generally Mm -hmm. that's probably better for me because like anyone else, I'm susceptible to being just totally, you know, like, 
like, just like in my own, like simmered in my own syrup of flattery, Mm -hmm. you know, like it, like anybody can be taken by that. And just as one mean comment on the internet can, can really lay me out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not like, uh, I haven't developed a, a thick skin in that way. And, and in some way, I think the internet is, well, it connects us. And of course, Marcel only exists because of the internet. Like, I think a lot of the behavior on it is unnatural. And mm-hmm. I I don't really want to um, re- develop new, um, like, reactions to try to, to try to protect myself against it when I'm kind of like, ah, I just think I'm like a more ancient being than this thing. And I don't want to yeah. change. Like, I just don't want to. And um Well, it's interesting. I think everyone's relationship to the internet is evolving. And I think people are even and in any business trying to figure out what their relationship is with something like Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's still such a new thing for all of us to process. And yeah, I don't know. I feel my relationship changes with it all the time too. It's like, I I mostly just post clips from movies and stuff that I like now. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I just want to share the, the pop culture I like, but you know, maybe, and I might change. I don't know. It, every, it, I feel like it constantly changes. I think it just has to be fun. I, I think it just yeah. has to still be fun and you know why you're doing it. And, you know, now I, I know why I'm doing it and it, it is really fun, but in a, in one way or another, I'm like more kind of like more shy than I was mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah. I feel a little like I do feel vulnerable for sure. We got to take a quick break here. As always, I want to remind you that you go to patreon.com slash everything iconic for bonus episodes of everything iconic. I do one bonus episode a month and the bonus episode is a recap of sex in the city. So I'm recapping episodes of sex in the city from the beginning. We're on season two over there and more importantly, the money helps uh, to support this podcast. So thank you to everyone who's over there. I hope you enjoy and we will be right back. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app 
to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent, can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Not to change the subject. This is a hard Mm. shift, but I got to talk about publicity because obviously it's like the funniest thing. And that's something that's like will Mm. forever forever be viral. It's a sketch you did on the Nick Crawls show. And uh, I wondered like... Some of the stuff you guys say to each other is so mean, but it's so good. Like, it's so hilarious. But I wonder, where, like, how, was there ever a time where it got, like, too mean? Like, one of you said something. Does that make sense? Like, you said something and you're like, oh, that was just too far. Does that make mm, sense? I can't remember a time. I mean, those characters are so far from who we are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they yeah, are truly, truly on the other side of a dimension. And that's why it's so funny to even walk around inside of their identities because they're just so, so complete. I mean, I guess this is a my Liz's trigger word, but they're ridiculous. And it wasn't that her like, but she got so upset when people would call her ridiculous. <laughs> like she would be like, my dad always called me ridiculous. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, but no, I mean, they are so mean to Cassandra, their assistant that I think I would sometimes worry about Cassandra. That, 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 that young actress would be like, mm, you know, cause she was, cause she was like really, she was just like cast to play an assistant. Nobody ever said that these, these two comedians were just going to hurl insults at her. Like but most of that was not scripted. Like she was there to just come in and be like, you have a, you guys have a call right now. And we'd be like, okay. Like you don't have to scream it at us with the ugliest voice, you know? And it was just like, that's not in the script. Like, you're, <laughs> you know, like, and Oh God, uh-huh. I just love those characters so much. And actually um, Nick was in, he was interviewing me, um, for like the A24 podcast. And in advance of that, I was like, I should watch some publicity, you know, like I've never really watched it. I just like filmed it and I just loved it. I mean, and that's a weird thing so to say about bad. your own work, but I, I think of it as like his thing first that I was like in that I was allowed to be in. And, um, I just think it is so funny. It is so wacky. And hilarious. And you are right. It is terribly mean. Well, how do we get more of it? Like, I need more of it. There's a... um, I was recently watching on YouTube. Somebody, like, spliced all of it together. Like, so it's just the public... So I was watching. It was very long. But I was sitting and just, like, crying, laughing. Because... Is an hour long of all of the sketches together. And it's just so Oh, my God. Like, when when Liz... Liz B. Wait, which one am I? Liz. Uh, Liz I don't remember. No, Liz, I can't remember when yeah. Nick's Liz gets nomdied, um, <laughs> when she gets left at the altar in a prank, and like it is, it's truly like I remember sponsored on that by day being like, "This is too mean, you guys. Like this sucks. It is horrible." And they're sitting there, and like what I love about the Liz that I play is that she is such a dum dum, a nitwit. 
but she really sometimes says the most profound thing. Or it's like, she'll just be like really descriptive. Like she'll be like, honestly, like you were completely pranked on national TV and everyone saw that and you'll never be able to erase it. And it will be in your consciousness forever. But like your dress looks amazing. You know, like they, <laughs> like she just is it's uh, somehow she, she grabs onto those words. And I love that combo. I love the bleeping of the ages. Like that's my favorite, yeah. the funniest fucking thing ever. Like just 30 blank or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's so, so good. Uh, okay. So Marcel, where's Marcel going next? Or we, we have, I know it took you seven years, but like you're yeah. getting to work on the next one, right? Like I need the next one. I, I would really like to do more. And, and I think Dean would too. It just like the, you know, conditions have to be right. And that was the same for making this film. It was like, we really wanted to make this movie be this movie and have it be a, um, a small story of Marcel, just like in this house and what his life was. And I think if, I mean, I think it'd be really fun to make a TV show. I think that would be really great because you could keep, you know, you could do so many stories mm-hmm. and also it'd be nice to have some singing in there. Is there one, one place you would like to take Marcel? Like when you just sort of fantasize about it, like, Oh, I'd love to take Marcel to another country or to uh, an olive garden or, you know, like, is there some place where you'd like, that would be fun to see Marcel in that environment. Hmm. I mean, he never really leaves the house is like kind of the rule, you know, yeah. it's about like turning the house into things that you never thought that it, that it would be because he's so small that, he rarely sees the, like, if you took him to like, you know, the aquarium, I think it would just, it would be too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just thought it was the most beautiful thing ever. And I, I don't care where he goes. I want more Marcel. And I think we need more Marcel merch too. I don't know if a 24 can get on that. Like I would they're love get, to they're doing some. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. good. Uh, I know we're at the sort of beginning of this. It just expanded nationwide this past weekend. Yeah. And I feel like it's just going to keep growing in more and more theaters and people will get to check it out. But I hope everyone goes with their families or if you don't have kids, go see it with some friends. I was in a theater with all adults and like everyone's sobbing at the end and, and just <laughs> loved it so much. So uh, Dean's doing Lilo and Stitch next, right? The live action. Oh, yeah. I, what, yeah do you know, can you tell me anything about that? I love Lilo and Stitch so much. Do you know anything? I, I don't know a thing about it. I just know that um, that that he's going to do that and that I am sure he's going to do an incredible job. And like, he, you know, I remember watching that movie with him like many times over. Like he and I mm-hmm. have watched that movie together many, many times. It was a big favorite. And um, it's so nice that he loves it so much, you know, like it's he so cherishes good. it. You want that. You want that. Because I also feel like that's an undersung Disney movie. You know, and it's just so good. And the performances and the the story is really good. And uh, I think he's going to do a beautiful job. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Okay, let me see. Uh, Muppet Babies, you play Nanny. Did You you were a fan of the Muppets, I assume, growing up, right? Were you a Muppet? Yeah. So that must be wild to be Nanny on the Muppet, And which I love the Muppet Babies series. The new one, my nieces and nephews watch it. And it's so inclusive. And I think it's beautiful how they've done it. So uh Thank you. Yeah. And what's it, what's it like being a part of that? That's a much different job, you know, yeah. like, like way more different. And I, I think it might've gotten, I think that show might not be on anymore. How dare they? I think we're done. I think, I think it's over, but it's not acceptable. Um, um, you know, it's really soothing to do that part because it's like, they, they specifically ask for you to like really slow it down and smooth it out. And, 
um, yeah, it would just like chill me out. Cause you know, Miss mm-hmm. Nanny is like, she's just legs. Mm-hmm. So you don't like see her whole body. And like, there's something I'm sure nobody else would be getting this from it. But like, for me, I'm just like, this is like a weird disembodied, like, I'm just saying things so smoothly and clearly. I'm just like, this is Paris, France. And it's just like, okay, chill me out. <laughs> it's so weird to think about all the characters that I grew up with that didn't have faces. Like I think of that show Home Improvement, like the neighbor never had a face. And yeah. the, the nanny never what had was a face. His name? Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Which is weird because there's also Wilson in Castaway. Yeah, the volleyball, right? Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite Muppet growing up? I'm a big gonzo person. Hmm. I interviewed Gonzo last year, like the actual, really? it was like the best. I interviewed Gonzo, Miss Piggy and Pepe the Prawn. It was the greatest day of my whole life. Like the oh actual, God. the actual yeah. Muppet performers was amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, I had one more question about, did I have another Muppet question? Oh no, I did have a question about Marcel's voice. Do you just slip into it easy or is it hard to slip into it? I mean, is it um, quick? Yeah, I just start to do it. It's like this. I, I just kind of like, it's harder to do it with headphones on because I like to stick my finger in my ear to really hear myself well, but yeah, I can do it. Marcel, can you say uh, you're listening to everything iconic with Danny Pellegrino? Is that a possibility? Um, yeah. Okay. Ready? Um, hi, I'm Jenny Slate and hi, I'm Marcel Michelle and you're listening to everything iconic with Danny Pellegrino. Ah, oh, thank you, Marcel. Final thing I got to ask you, I ask all of my guests this, uh, your favorite Mariah Carey song. And if you were choosing for People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? It's got to be an actor and it could be like a childhood crush or, or something like that. Okay. I think my favorite Mariah Carey song is Honey. Classic. I love that. But I mean, it's like, come on, you know, it's really, really hard to to pick um, a Mariah yeah. Carey song. I'm a big, 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 big fan and let's see, sexiest man alive. Hmm. Do you remember like a your first childhood crush or someone that like first got you going when you were? Well, I mean, when I was little, it was like all about Leonardo DiCaprio for me. Sure. Like big time, big yeah. time. But I remember like the first like crush crush I had was on was like on Paul McCartney. Oh. Like from their old videos, you know. Mm-hmm. So not even 80s Paul McCartney, but like 60s Paul McCartney, you know, from the like Fool on the Hill video. Was there a specific Leo that you're like, oh, that like, was it Romeo and Juliet? Was it Titanic? Yeah, Yeah, well, first it was Romeo and Juliet and then it was Titanic. And it was like, it was like crazy. I was like crazy for him. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no internet then. So you couldn't like, you know, you had to just like hope that there would be a picture of him somewhere or that like entertainment tonight would have a piece on him. I remember renting, renting basketball diaries from the library and like that did it for me, even though it's like such a, it shouldn't be that sexy of a performance because he's, you know, it's a mess. He's a mess in that, but I was so turned on by it. Oh, I was just so turned on. I, I just could not believe it. And I remember like being, I don't know, maybe 15 years old, 16. I had just gotten my first bikini. And my family went on a vacation to Ojai, California, which is like an hour and a half away from LA. But I was like, we're, this is where movie stars go. This is it. And I had this like fantasy. I spent the entire day in the pool in, with my bikini on, but also with goggles. Cause I was like actually a dork, you know? And, um, I would do this like thing where I was role-playing by myself. This is still like, I was just such a young 
teen, you know, like, like, no, I'd never, it was not mature yet. And it's like the kind of thing where like you see a kid and they're like a little bit too old to be like acting something out alone by themselves, but you're just like, we're just going to make them feel so ashamed if we stop them. So whatever. Um, But I would like, I would like swim underwater and then imagine that these two like beautiful long legs, like are like and like plunk down into the pool. And then I would like sort of like swim to the surface and be like, blah, and like come out of the water, like pushing my chest out and take my goggles off. And nobody would be there obviously because it was a, it was a daydream role play thing, but I would imagine that he would be there, Leonardo DiCaprio, and that he also was on vacation, maybe also with his mom. And that um, he would say like, was that just you swimming? And I would be like, (laughs) yes me oh yeah I'm just like wearing my bikini and stuff and he'd be like oh interesting and like we would start a conversation <laughs> and fall you in know, love. coincidentally full circle I think that is also the the motif of the butterfly music video with Mariah Carey she's diving into the water and sort of coming out of the water in that James Bond-esque of honey. bathing suit honey she's yeah. On, yeah she's on yeah. A, um you were recreating the honey video with hopes of Leo. I'm sure I probably was. And she's like on a jet ski, right? Yeah. She's like, it's sort of like a James Bondy jet yeah. ski. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, okay, Jenny, I know I got to let you go, but I'm just such a huge fan. Everyone's going to go check out Marcel the Shell. I also have to thank you on behalf of rom-com lovers everywhere. That butter scene in The Obvious Child is just, oh. I mean, it's a classic rom-com scene with you and Jake Blasey. Just, yeah. he's so cute in that. And you guys are great in that. And that movie sort of having this renaissance because it's unfortunately so relevant to today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good one to watch. I'd say. I'd yeah. Say. So check that out. Check out Marcel the Shell, Jenny. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. 
so nice to talk to you. And I'm so glad you liked the movie. Thank you so much. I loved it. People are going to, I'm, it's going to, people are going to be obsessed with it for a while, but it's just going to keep growing and growing. And I can't recommend it enough to listeners of this show. Just go check out Marcel the Shell in theaters now. It's going to keep expanding. Thank you, Jenny. Woo. Thank you. Have a nice one. Bye. 